0: everybody, welcome back. Before we get into the show, we're doing what we always do, where we encourage you to follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter. Obviously, if you're watching this on YouTube, please like, subscribe. Leave a comment, share with your friends, all that stuff helps the algorithm, helps other people see us, unless you want to help keep us a secret, in which case don't do any of that. You guys are doing a great job of that. We have a Patreon, and most importantly, we have a hotline. So if you have any weird stories, uh, next week is going to be our first showcase of the hotline, so get some stories in before the deadline. Uh, We've got some fun stuff coming, and enjoy the show! Welcome back, Ford Explorers, to yet another Acid Cat Spirit Are you yawning already? No. <laughs> jeez Geez, we're just starting the show. He cannot already be yawning. The travel to space up here on the mothership. Yeah. Takes a lot out of you. Yeah, it's tiring. We So, uh, as you see, we're wearing slightly different clothes. This week, we had a meeting with the owners of the mothership. <laughs> we got our AC turned on. They did move our studio, but we got the AC turned on. Uh,
1: they kicked us off the ship. They didn't move our studio. They kicked us off the ship. <laughs> yeah, we are we no longer. Something
0: about I was too rude to the tiny meat gang guys, I guess. Apparently, Caleb ate some of their pudding, so we got kicked out.
1: Yeah, and I made fun of those weird skin suits they're wearing for their <laughs> Love Island podcast. And they look weird? Just get, we get buffed for real, you <laughs> fucking
0: liars. <laughs> Anyway, hello, everybody. The week's been weird. John McAfee didn't kill himself. Yeah. That sort of started the week. There's no way that we don't talk about that.
1: (laughs) That's a weird thing. He just, uh... He was definitely a main character in the story we call Earth. Yeah, man. He, uh... There's... Yeah, there's we joked before that it it feels like a
0: mission giver from an RPG. Mm -hmm. He's the type of guy who'd have it. He, to me, feels like one of Trevor Phillips' friends. Oh, yeah. He
1: (laughs) honestly kind of feels like Trevor Phillips' dad. GTA uh, DLC, it's, GTA 5, The Ballad of John McAfee. (laughs) And
0: it's the most intense, (laughs) highest M-rated game they've ever had. He's like,
1: hey man, you want to steal six cars for me? And also I got a hammock (laughs) out (laughs) there. You can come take a poo-poo on my face. (laughs) I'll give you $50,000. Yeah, for those who don't know that listen to this
0: podcast, McAfee was... uh, The the prostitutes that he hired alleged that he liked to have... uh, uh, poop put on him from a hammock he liked to lay under a hammock and they'd poop on him yeah that's gross anyway so he's dead now which is i mean given what we do as a show that's a little disappointing you know we're obviously not fans of the man as a human but as a character as an entertainer as an entity as a headline yeah what a fascinator you know it's a shame he's gone he did a really good job though way to go you know yeah. like trolling him to the very end grifting everybody till the very end i like the um the QAnon post that was put on his Instagram after he died. Yeah, his That was a nice last his lawyer home just run. posted Q and then
1: deleted it and deleted the account. Because everybody <laughs> pointed out that he was already dead and he was like, oh, um well let well, yeah, well. <laughs> smoke bomb. That there was also a conspiracy for John McAfee's whole life where conspiracy podcasts we'd be yep. remiss not to talk <laughs> about it. Is that he actually worked for the CIA. Yeah. And McAfee Antivirus was actually just A ploy to gather everyone's information by having them download the spyware onto their home computers.
0: Certainly be a good one. Yeah. He was a dubious enough individual. When you think of the... You know, like, of course, we're going to talk about Barry Seal, because it's who we always talk about when we talk about the CIA. But, you know, the people that... the. Americans, the otherwise like kind of civilians that end up working for the CIA, it really does, they don't help their reputation. Oh, not not not. at all. You know what I mean? Like, they really, they make us, they give us a reason to think that John McAfee would have worked for the CIA. But rest in piss. Um, And poop. Yeah, your time. (laughs) No, that would be heaven. So rest (laughs) in piss. Time is over for you, John McAfee. Uh, Your card has been punched. But... I'm sure in no time we'll be doing a show about whether or not his card was punched by himself. I will say this much. I didn't love the guy at all. I was entertained by him. I, I, I think with how much he went out of his way to say that he wouldn't kill himself, it feels like he did. That seems like a great way to cover up a suicide. Oh, yeah. So he was facing some charges. And he is so old. I mean, at this point, with extradition coming down, he's looking at spending the rest of his life either in court or in jail. So... You know, what's the difference, really? But he said he loved that Spanish prison, so what do we know? And with Epstein and everything else, who knows, man? Who knows? Maybe he didn't kill himself, but that's not what we're talking about today. We are talking about a mystery. We Uh, are. We're talking about murder, and a significant amount
1: of murder. Oh, other bit of news before we get into the main story. Oh, sorry, the show, I apologize. uh, The Pentagon finally released the UFO report. They did,
0: yeah, and it was exactly what we expected. It was a report where they went, (laughs) there are
1: definitely UFOs. They're like, 148 things we can't explain, and one of them was a weather balloon. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> have a great time. Yeah,
0: I mean, I don't know what you expected. I didn't yeah. expect there to be anything in there, especially with how candid. <sighs> when we thought the government was hiding aliens from us, it was really easy to assume that they were going to have to share a bunch of, of information with us. I don't think they're lying. I think they just don't know anything. I think they know as much as we know. And I think people like Bob Lazar use the opportunity... To maybe grift a little to try to get more people's attention. Now, I, that being said, I, I, what I'm speaking to, obviously, is the mag lift technology mm-hmm. that he alleges to have dealt with at Area 51. And, you know, maybe that stuff's real. It definitely is logical, as silly as what I just said sounds. But this is the acid cat spirit hour. So if you don't think that's logical, you're listening to the wrong fucking show. Um, you know, it does, It does. I guess it makes a little more sense if you're coming from another planet. I assume it's either nuclear or electromagnetic. But obviously that's a different conversation to either have with us in person uh, at serious length. Heaven forbid you ever ask us about how UFOs function. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It feels like they didn't really know. I feel like that report
1: was accurate. What do you think? Yeah, I I feel like it's definitely a case where they're like, yeah, no, we documented a bunch of stuff. We don't know what it is either. Yeah, do you think the government lies to us about this stuff? Uh, Yes, but not in the way that we think
0: same i think that they maybe it's a like father like son but i i think that the government um wants to be the the u.s government definitely wants i think every government wants to be the first to market on everything right yeah especially a society like ours that's says heavily held up by capitalism and like military technology it makes mm-hmm. sense that they'd want to be the first ones to have
1: it I just don't think that necessarily means that they were. Yeah. I don't think anybody has it. I think... I almost think they're lying to us in the fact that they know even less than they say they do.
0: Yeah, I think that they want us to assume... We keep using the nebulous they, but I think that, like, say, the Air Force. If if you guys listen to our episode that's on one of the bigger Project Blue Book cases, the one that's in Lubbock. Uh, in western Texas. So if you look at the Loveland case or the Lubbock Lights case, if you haven't listened to that podcast, you should. It talks a lot about the CIA, but it mm-hmm. also talks about like a lack of trust in the government. And also, we mostly focused on how horribly inept the government is at actually covering things up. And it's because they don't have a good explanation because they don't know how it's happening. Yeah. So to say that it's swamp gas is because you just want everybody to shut up about it. You don't want to have to talk about it. And I think they intentionally probably bring in agents that are cynical and don't have a lot of patience for... Even, I don't know, entertaining those ideas. Because it's easy to shoot it down and be like, no, that's not the case. And in doing so, it feels like they know more than we do. Because they're denying alleged knowledge. And I think it's just, they're listing out of one side of their head and denying out of the other side of their head.
1: I could tell you all day long that, like, oh no, that's not how you weld things. But at the end of the day, I don't know how to weld things, so I'm not a a
0: welder. So what you need to do is hop on Facebook take a selfie of yourself with Oakley's and a hat in the front of your truck, in your Dodge truck. uh, And then just voice your opinion. If you do so, you can voice your opinion on absolutely anything you want with zero expertise and people will take you seriously. True. You can even, if you do
1: it long enough, you can become a politician. And if anyone, you know, tries to poke holes in the structures of my statement, I'll just like call him a slur yeah. or something because that always tends to.
0: Sling mud, call names. That's an yeah. easy <laughs> distraction.
1: Anyway, so those are the, the two big pieces of
0: news we wanted to talk about. Mac V bite in the dust. That's a big one. That's a really big one. Uh, that's going to be a mystery in the headlines for quite some time. That's going to be some good fuel, and then yeah, obviously the UFO report. We were disappointed, but not surprised by, yeah. in any way by what was said. Because how could you be? There's no reason to believe they were going to tell us anything. But I, I guess that's the the final to that, right? Is do you think Caleb, if they would have had, um, do you think if they would have had the information that we? thought maybe they did, they would have told us, or do you think they would have kept it to themselves?
1: Uh, they would have told us some, but not all.
0: Yeah, see, and that's what makes me feel like it's believable, because they just don't have jack shit to show. Yeah. Like, they have nothing to even be like, look over here, look at this thing we found. They're like, we don't know. We have no idea. And yeah, maybe that's a red herring, too. Anyway, those are the, those are the big bits of news for the week. Uh, this week's story is a real fun one. Uh, it's, it's a historical story. We're going back in time for this one.
1: Whoa! Back in time! <laughs> By the way, I
0: watched Bill and Ted, the third one. Yeah. Bless them for making it. Man. But it's awkward. It's, it really feels like bringing your uncles in to have them do the thing they used to do it's definitely a passion
1: project but without the passion it was strange
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's yeah it's just a regular ass project (laughs) um yeah but yeah so we're gonna go back in time for this one we're gonna talk about you know we talk about cryptids a lot we have a video coming out here in the next couple days where caleb decided to put my um knowledge of cryptids to the test to see we play a little game of is it a cryptid or a minor league baseball (laughs) team mascot and you'd be amazed at how challenging that really is uh (laughs) But you'll have to tune in to see who uh, comes out correct. Was Caleb right in assuming that I don't know my cryptids or do I know my
1: cryptids? Or do you just really like minor league baseball? Yeah, or do that's fair. Yeah, (laughs) or am I just really (laughs) into minor league baseball?
0: That's I like that in my mind on the Acid Cat spirit hour it's less likely for you to be really into baseball than it is for you to be really into cryptids and shit like that. Well, yeah, that's us know your audience. Um, yeah, but we're talking about a cryptid today. That's less a cryptid. You know, we've talked about, say the, the killer apes, you know, the demon apes mm-hmm. of Ape Canyon in Washington, um, Cryptids, though, don't interact. That's one of the rare cases where cryptids uh, assaulted somebody. And that's why it's a fun case to talk about, because there's evidence, there's cuts, there's bruises. And in this case, uh, there are graves. There are bodies, there are, this really happened, Uh, and the question is, was it a cryptid, or was it something else? And what we're talking about today is the Beast of Jevedon. Caleb, would you like to tell
1: everybody what the Beast was? The Beast of Jevedon was a legend in uh, 1764 to 1767 in Jevedon, France. Um, It's in the mountainous region of France, and it was big among shepherds and farmers because that area, it's really hard to grow things, so a lot of people are just shepherds. Yeah, yeah, you got sheep. You got sheep, you got cows, you got cattle, you got deer. You got Jesuits. Yeah. You know, shepherd stuff. And the Beast of Jevenon popped up one day in 1764. (laughs) Popped up one day. (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha, fuckers, I'm here to kill you. And then three years go by, and he attacks... 610 people. <laughs> it's insane, the number of attacks. Now, uh, of course, the,
0: the the total number of attacks has to be taken with a slight grain of salt yes. just because of the nature of history. Uh, we'll, we'll get into it here in a little bit, but the record-taking is one thing. Um, the ability to illustratively uh, communicate this beast is another, because, Caleb, would you like to tell the Ford Explorers at home why it's hard to know <laughs> what this thing
1: looked like? So this is a quote from an article we found... Um, while well, doing Discovery, and I just thought it went super perfectly with everything that has to talk about this, said, uh, artist renderings did little to narrow down the list of suspects, then and now. Sketches of the beast apparently predate accurate depictions of fauna or human ability to draw a dog. <laughs> <laughs> so most of the images show what appears to be a bear sized squirrel with a bald tail, drawn by someone who had only read about quadrupeds in books. Or. Maybe also couldn't read so good. (laughs) I love
0: the idea because a lot of the, well, you know, we'll have them throughout the podcast. We'll do the thing where we shrink ourselves down. If you're just listening to the audio, feel free to Google it. But there's a lot of illustrations of the beast, uh, Le Bestia, that are um, questionable, at least in terms of anatomy. More than one person designed the beast to look like a five to six hundred pound wiener dog. So I say all of that uh, just so everyone knows going into this, that through the historical game of telephone, some things have been skewed. But what you need to know is that confirmed, understood, at least 100 people died. Yes. And at least 100 people. We're talking about a monster killing people in the woods. 100 people is an absolute, here goes monetization, fucking shitload of people. Over that's the so, span of three years, three people. So it's thirty people die in a year. Yeah, you know that's God. What is that? That's almost two a month. That's so many people. It's a. It's more than two, I guess. Yeah. yeah. That's so many people. So even on the low end here, bear in mind that the very real casualties of this beast. Uh again, the mystery today is not did it happen? It's what perpetrated it. Yeah, which we, is often how it we was. Yeah, yeah. that's often how we approach things on the show. I I believe the people who tell me they saw UFOs, I just want to tell the story of what they saw. So yeah, uh the beast of Gévaudan, 3 3 years so this mountainous region in France mm-hmm. starts terrorizing sheep and shepherds. Talk about the first victim, the first
1: when it popped up. <laughs> so the first ever recorded when that new beast <laughs> dropped. When that new beast dropped, uh, was the summer of 1764 a young woman by the name marie Jean Vallet, uh she was tending cattle in the forest near the town of jevedon uh when she looks up and she sees a beast that quote was like a wolf yet not a wolf <laughs> <laughs> which
0: again is rich we said uh, just briefly uh, a moment ago that The ability to portray this wolf was because people hadn't really seen it. That's somewhat true. Bear in mind, though, that people in this region... Killed wolves on a regular basis. Yes, we're talking about shepherds in Alpine France. They have to deal with wolves. Wolves are a very regular part of their life. So, this sorry, I only yeah. say that because to say that this looks like a wolf, but not at all like a
1: wolf, yeah, is it to looks say like that wolf, I understand
0: what a wolf looks like, yeah. and that's not what that was.
1: Like a like a bulldog. It looks like a dog, but it's not. Like <laughs> it looks just like a bull, but it's not. Um, it starts charging at her, and luckily, like I said, she was tending to cattle and the bulls in the herd start charging towards the beast and almost make a perimeter around her and scare it off. So she is safe. Marie Jeanne Valais is safe. 14-year-old Jeanne Valais, although, is not safe. A couple miles down the road in another village, she is found attacked. Okay. Uh, no one sees her get attacked, but she is found torn. Uh, Her throat torn, laying on the ground in a field. And everyone was like, oh, well, this isn't a good thing, but it's, you know, a wolf attack. It's something we've seen before. Yeah, it's an unfortunate thing that happened to this girl. (laughs) It's a thing that happens. You know how, like, whenever you drive to work and you see, I don't know, some dude on his phone crash into a telephone pole? (laughs) And you're like, yeah, that's unfortunate, but... I mean, it happens. Caleb and
0: I the other day were on the way to work and we saw someone at maybe the slowest speed collision we've ever seen. The guy was going like maybe 20 miles an hour, but he must have been on his phone because he just veered right into the, the lane next to him hit the car, and then popped up on a curb and hit a crossing sign, but only hard enough to knock it over, not hard enough to break it, so it kept working. And it was like that for a couple days, so every yeah. time I'd drive past it, I got to see the little walkie sign <laughs> on, on the side. But I will say one thing about this girl getting attacked by a wolf. We're going to talk about this a lot today because we're talking about wolves, or alleged wolves. Wolves don't pick people off. Mm-mm. They just That doesn't happen very often. I So I, I'm originally from Montana, and not too long ago they introduced the gray wolves, And within, like, two years, you were able to hunt them again. And that's because they become a pretty big problem pretty fast because they are actual apex predators. So if you have cattle or you have goats or you have anything like that, pigs, they'll pick them off. Uh, But they won't go after humans. You know, all you need to do is be present. They they don't really like to pick fights with humans. That's more of, like, a Hollywood idea. Wolves, by and large, they understand that we can kill them, Mm -hmm. and they'd rather just not.
1: Throughout the remainder of 1764 more and more attacks have been popping up across the region and very soon terror just gripped <laughs> the region it was like don't go outside alone well it like- was picking off lone men women and children as they were tending livestock We're walking through the forest.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this a tiny, tiny bit. But last year, obviously, uh, we all felt the idea of outside not being safe. Obviously, some significantly less than others. Some felt perfectly fine going outside. I need a haircut! But, you know, like, there's a... I don't know if they're still active, but there has been a a strangler uh, getting people in Little Rock. Mm -hmm. And when there's a serial killer on the loose, it makes me... I've never lived in a city where a serial killer was on the loose like that and it makes me wonder what it would be like to be afraid like if you go out tonight there's a chance that you could get murdered yeah um and in we're talking about the 1760s that's not now it's not cell phones there's no news there's none of that stuff this is not even street lamps this isn't even the 1960s with the son of sam and stuff like that yeah there's no street lamps like there's nothing so if something if a being even if it was a person started picking people off i would be terrified wouldn't you yeah yeah
1: it's significantly scarier because like says who who's doing that what so everything starts getting tense and by late december of 1764 rumors start circulating rampantly there are so many theories going on there is the beast as a whole is the theory there is a beast terrorizing our our region well yeah because like i said it's happening like they're yeah. finding these
0: dead bodies yep the people are dead there are graves
1: the reports have shown it goes directly for the neck and head sometimes even pulling the head straight off um some people are like well this can't be just a creature it's got to be multitudes of creatures you have some people that are surviving attacks that are like no i saw it it's just one thing and i fended it off
0: yeah well yeah it was a. Uh, it became like quite the point of pride to be able to to defend it off because that first you know the first recorded attack the girl was like defended by these cattle or whatever mm-hmm. but once the people start getting picked off like if you could have defended yourself especially if kids are getting preyed upon and stuff you're going to feel like the coolest kid around
1: yes yeah and on January 12th of 1765 so December rumors start flying rampant January of the next year the Beast attacked 10-year-old Jacques Portefeu and a group of seven of his friends who are all 8 to 12 years old.
0: Damn. That's like some... Uh, oh, why can't I think of what it's called? What's the island where they kill the fat kid? Uh, Lord of the Flies. Yeah, some Lord of the Flies shit. I got in trouble
1: for that book, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> I said the first three chapters were a bit boring and long-winded, because they are. And Get I to killing <laughs> the fat guy. We got a lesson to learn. So... They do what you should do in that situation and they all go back to back and they pick up a stick. And uh, Jacques stabs at it with the stick, fins it off, it goes running into the woods and they go running back to the town and they're like, hey guys, the beast just tried to kill us. Um, He didn't. We're still here. And they're like, Oh, cool. The king will want to hear about this. And
0: while it makes sense that kids would be fending this off with sticks, I should make it clear. We should make it clear. Yes. No, just me. I'm only going to make it clear. Not Caleb. (laughs) Uh, You couldn't own a gun at this time in France unless you were of the aristocracy. If you didn't have the money, I know. Does that sound familiar? We get a lot of stuff from them. Uh, So, yeah, you couldn't own a firearm unless you were... Uh, a member of the aristocracy. So like yeah. noblemen would do hunts, that'll come up later and they would give people guns, but you couldn't have one.
1: Portofoe and his seven friends staving off the beast <laughs> with their sharp <laughs> their with their sharp, sharp pointy sticks. sticks. Uh gets the attention of King Louis the Fifteenth, who is like bring that boy to my castle. Bring me that child, <laughs> bring me that boy.
0: The seventeenth so, so that's the that's the the predecessor or no, the the successor. To the one who really liked to fuck to the 14th yeah he really liked to fuck
1: he's uh the predecessor to the 16th get out of here <laughs> oh my god i'm cutting that out of here portafo <laughs> Port-a- <laughs> Port-a- <Bello. laughs> Port-a- <laughs> shows up to support bello portobello mushroom shows up into the castle king louis the 15th is like so i heard this thing about a beast and the kid's like yeah man i'm like 11 yeah could i bought be- this
0: shit off <laughs> he'd be like hey i heard there was a really scary monster young man he was like, I did a good job. I poked it.
1: <laughs> he said, I poked it and went away. And and he's like, cool. here's 300 franc, and also here's 300 franc for you. Here's 350 franc for you to divvy amongst your seven friends. Which I think that was a little bit cruel. <laughs> That's bullshit. Why did he get picked? Why is he? Was he the only white one in the bunch? Why did he get all of know. the money?
0: You get you get six times the money that you're your fellow kids get.
1: And then he said, I'm going to pay for you to go to school, man. Your education is on the French state. (laughs) And he was like,
0: dude, the king was so stingy. He gave me nothing. I got nothing. He gave me nothing. No money. It's pretty crazy. He just got this big bag of money. (laughs) He's like, guys, he gave us all a hundred franc to share. Yeah, can you believe he only gave me 50
1: bucks? So I guess we're going to split it up. But still, I feel like it's worth more than that. Is that the... Dave Batista movie that's out on Netflix now. Where Army of like, the Dead? Army of the Dead, where it's like, hey man, here's $6 million to make up a team. And he goes to the first person, he's like, how do you want to make $2 million? And towards the end, he's like, hey man, I need someone to shoot zombies? How does $10,000 sound? <laughs>
0: it's the only way to hire a team like that. It makes a lot of sense to me. You know? Well, and we should point out that the reason this happened is because. Typically, historically speaking, uh, the only news that was in, like, big papers was war and what the queen was doing and yeah. shit like that. They didn't really talk about the goings-on of a small town, regardless of what those goings-on were. Mm-hmm. Unless those goings-on are a hundred people being slaughtered by a giant beast. In yes. which case, it did make national news. Uh, it was in the newspaper. So, these anybody who had seen the beast was seen as, like, you know, an... A, 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 I don't know, it's like this is a shitty way to put it I think maybe but it, to me it's like having been there for a terrorist attack.
1: Funny you say that. So he also gave uh Marie Valet uh free free education paid so, for by the state. So he gave these two kids. He gave these two kids um free education which when I was talking to you about it while we were doing discovery reminded me of an article that I just read. That Marco Rubio proposed yes. a bill. Oh,
0: yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> Oh,
1: fuck, I totally forgot.
0: Yeah. That if you were the victim of... A, what exactly is it? Uh, he it's proposed, like what I
1: just said. He proposed a bill if you were a victim of a terrorist attack. It's very similar to this. But instead of giving you free education, you get a one-year deferment on your student loan payment.
0: <laughs> so you still got to pay them. You just get a year to do it. Man, that's dirty, <laughs> shitty pool. Goddamn. Imagine being like, hey, I want to thank you for your bravery in this time. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a little bit more time to pay back all that money you shouldn't have to, okay?
1: Uh, I would honestly rather I died. <laughs> yeah, what a... <an laughs> then ama- I wouldn't have to pay it at all. What a <laughs> stupid
0: fucking American this- solution to that issue.
1: King Louis the Fifteenth was like, oh, man... You almost fucking died. You don't have to worry about a thing ever again. Marco Rubio's like, oh, you watched a building explode? How do you not want to pay bills for a year? I mean, not all your bills. One bill in specific. Especially
0: fucking rich coming from the GOP, not to make this a political (laughs) podcast, but given the fierce work that's had to be done to get the 9-11 first responders' uh, healthcare for the rest of their lives, that they absolutely fucking deserve, because they swallowed all that asbestos trying to save other people... And the fact that the the GOP continues to try to stop that from happening. Like, get the fuck over yourselves. And then you want to offer a deferment. Like, that's nothing. That is the sorriest shit. It's like when you get a meal you hate from a place that delivers it far too late. And they're like, well, hey, how about to make it up for you next time? It's
1: on us. And it's like, motherfucker, there won't be a next time. I don't want to eat this again.
0: (laughs) I don't want this. I don't want any of this. Sorry we
1: threw up in your to-go box. Next time you order food, (laughs) it'll be on us. It's like... No nah, man, you threw up in my to-go box. Yeah, are you I'm st- not ordering food again. Are you still gonna throw up in it? Oh yeah, there's a pretty yeah, good no, chance. But it'll be free. That's just kinda what we do, but it'll be free next time. <laughs> so after King Louis the Fifteenth was like, Here you go, kids, here's some money and some education It's like I should probably he he turned to his, his right hand man he said, I should probably do some shit about this beast. I can't keep giving away education. <laughs> I like to think it was much,
0: uh, like, a bigger scene than that. It makes me think of, like, In the Loop or Veep or something. Like, the moment that he's, like, all smiles and the kid walks out. And the moment he does, he smacks him in the head. He's like, what the fuck are we going to do? How are we going to pay for everyone's
1: education? Go kill this fucking beast. It's been a year. Do you know how many people have been attacked? I'm glad this beast is killing so many people. I can't afford that much education. To be clear, being king used to be about me. It was all about me. Now it's just about serving all these
0: fucking people because they've got a beast killing them. Could you please go kill them so we can make France about
1: me again? Dude, when the other Louis was king, you know, King Louis XIV, all he did was fuck. (laughs) And me, I'm giving kids education? This this is bullshit. (laughs) So he puts a 6,000 franc bounty. On the beast's head, he says... That's a decent bounty. Bring me that creature's head. I'll pay you 6,000 buckaroonies. Bring me this poorly drawn naked teddy bear. Have you guys seen this really big squirrel? Bring me it and I'll give you some money. (laughs) (laughs) To which uh, Captain Dumont of the Claremont Prince Dragoons... That's a good one. And uh, his troops... We're sent to, to Jevadon. Dude, that we, we mentioned
0: at the beginning of the podcast, another plug of our short form video that's coming up, but that the Dragoons, that group sounds a whole lot like, is that uh, a minor league baseball team or yeah. is that a cryptid? Yeah.
1: He got sent by the king himself. He's like, hey, man, I'm offering this reward, but I really don't want to pay this money. Can you go take care of it? A good old ringer in the game. if you <laughs> will. <know. laughs> and he was like, go to Jevadon find this beast, kill the beast. So, uh Dumal gets there, and he 's like, "All right i 'm here to kill the beast, and all the local like villagers and farmers are like, "Go fuck yourself, dude. yeah, we don't want you here. <laughs> well, could you imagine like after a of years
0: of this happening, people being picked off left, right, and center, all kinds of theories about whether it 's a werewolf or whatever obviously we'll get into that in the the little bit later, but And then having some well-to-do... This dude's, like, literally Gaston. Yeah. And he shows up in the countryside, and he's
1: like, I'm here to fix it all! And they're like, fuck you! We prefer the Beast, honestly. Uh, Some really funny stories with him trying to fight the Beast... Or find the Beast and kill the Beast. On multiple occasions, he almost shot the Beast but due to the incompetence of his troops, wasn't able to do it? See, that sounds like a
0: lie in and of itself. Yeah. That's some, like, you know, I could have done it if Barry wasn't such a fucking idiot and he forgot the crackers. And, you know, if we don't have crackers, we get kind of hungry. And we were kind of hungry, so I wasn't shooting very
1: good, and I was like, I can't take the shot because I didn't have crackers. So you, tomorrow, we'll give him tomorrow. I, I'd like to think that uh, in that, if... There were a movie to be made about this, which there is. Netflix and Bloomhouse are yeah, making a film yeah, about it. It's yeah. coming out, I think, next year. So keep your eyes peeled for that. That's going to be cool. But if I were to make one, when we get to this section, it would be a montage of him hunting the beast. He sees it, and he's like, following it with his gun. And right as he gets it lined up, one of his troops pops up, and he's like, hey, boss, what are we doing <laughs> tonight? And he's like, fuck. Or he, he has it lined up, and it's crouching, and he's got it perfectly. And a guy's just like, and scares it off, and he's like, Ah, shit! <laughs> I see I see it in my mind
0: after like three or four times of them interacting with one another, the beast seeing him, and just like kind of staring at him and going, huh. <laughs> and like, Oh, god damn!
1: God. <laughs> he, he pulls the trigger and it's just a plume of smoke and nothing happens. He's like, What? He's like, Oh, I forgot to tell you, boss, it rained last night and we left the lid off the gunpowder. <laughs> he's like, God damn it! Um, he Finally... He linked up with a village, and he was like, hey, guys, I have this great plan. You are the village at the bottleneck of this river, uh, the Trier River. He's like, we're going to set a trap. I want you guys all to be in on it. Think of, I don't know, Seventh Samurai or that one episode of The Mandalorian or that one episode of every show that copies off the Seventh Samurai, where he's like, we're going to get this together. We're going to take down this beast. To he- all the Americans in the audience, just watch The Magnificent Seven.
0: <laughs> you uh, named everything except the one thing people will probably know i mean seven samurai but you know like it's based on seven samurai yeah yeah it's the american version uh anyway town comes together to town fight comes together to
1: fight big thing <laughs> so he's like here's the plan this is what we're gonna do you it's guys are the gonna story be ready right i believe yeah yeah. You think they went Not after it. him
0: with pitchforks and torches? That's all they had. We're gonna bottleneck him. Oh yeah, see? Yeah. Man, Frankenstein's <laughs> very, very fortunate. I didn't I've never thought of that, but that is the reason that
1: nobody shot him dead. Yeah, no one could. They were like, uh. uh-uh, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, we got this plan together, we're gonna do it, right? And everyone's like, Yeah, we're gonna do it. He gets to the town, no one's ready, no one's prepared, and the beast just runs straight through the town and he's like what the fuck guys (laughs) (coughs) so he becomes increasingly frustrated goes back to the castle and he's like hey king hey king louis the 15th my man my boy it's Uh, me (laughs) he said it's a me we're italian now not true italians aren't real uh he's like no one's working with me i can't kill the beast and king louis is like yeah we can agree on one thing you can't kill the beast you're off the job <laughs> he's like i'm bringing in jean uh antoine i believe yeah antoine yeah jean antoine uh and his son jean francois <laughs> dude they're just the frenchiest fucking names and he's like captain dumont get the hell out of here you're bad at this and Dumont was like, "Give me one last chance. I'll work with these two new wolf Baby, hunters. no.
0: Baby, no. Baby,
1: babe. Come babe, on, babe babe. babe, babe,
0: babe, babe. Don't, babe,
1: babe, babe. He's like, "Come on, man. Give me one last shot." And he's like, "Fine. You get one last shot." He tries working. Do you with... think? Go ahead. Finish. <laughs> he's working with uh, Jean and Jean, Jean squared, if you will. Dun, He's like, all right, so here's what we're going to do. And they're like, dude, we're professional wolf hunters. <laughs> There's only one way to kill a wolf, and that's being sneaky, and all of your plans suck. And he's like, well, what do you mean they suck? <laughs> they're like, no, your plans suck. You want to, like, trap it or well, surround it? That's a great way to get murdered. This thing's murdering things. It makes me wonder if he wasn't
0: picked by King Louis the Fifteenth because louis knew he was a piece of crap yeah he was like maybe he never had any interest in actually finding this beast and he was like i'm just really tired of dumel and i want to get rid of him so fucking bad i think it's perfectly reasonable to think that louis the 15th was like i'm gonna get rid of this dumel he's gonna he's such a fucking dingus i'm gonna send him down there they're gonna hate him they're gonna eat him alive and i'm never gonna have to deal with his dumb ass again and no, that is not at all what happened. Instead, they were too nice about it, and they said, Sir, you're fucking dog shit at this. Please leave. You haven't helped this at all. Please bring in real wolf hunters.
1: <laughs> They're like, so the real wolf hunters are like, Hey, man, we got two differing opinions. Go home. And he's uh, like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Imagine getting put on a job that you couldn't, for three
0: years, you couldn't manage to get done i guess two years but that's not the takeaway from this he couldn't get it you know he couldn't get it done and then real wolf hunters walk in and they're just like hey man listen hey man we hear dude you, but like you know we were told that you didn't know what you were doing uh and you don't know what the fuck you're doing go home you're terrible
1: at this uh, it's not for you let us hunt the wolves um so they brought with them eight bloodhounds that have been trained in wolf hunting. And over the next four months, they started in February. Oh, man. It's almost like they're real wolf hunters. Yeah. <laughs> over the next four months, they hant- uh, hunted for Eurasian wolves, believing Which, yeah. that one or more of these animals were the beast. Yeah, because the Eurasian wolves are larger than yep. gray wolves. Eurasian wolves are now extinct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they are larger than gray wolves. And they just started hacking and slashing. And they're like, look how many Eurasian. They had like a big stack of Eurasian wolves. And they're like, look at what we did. We did it. It was clearly this. And the attacks kept going. Dude, there's
0: a lot of really funny possible montages in the story Mm -hmm. because it's like, you know, they stack up a couple wolves and they're like, well, shit, man, that's got to be it. Good job, dogs. Like, good job, everybody. Somebody gets it killed and they're like, okay, we didn't get them all. And then they just keep doing that for a series of weeks and they're like, (laughs) it's this montage where they're slowly adding more and more and more wolves and each time they're like, we're done? No, somebody else? Okay, we'll go get another wolf. <laughs> and these guys are so fucking good at hunting wolves. It's so funny to think that Captain Dumel came in, could not get anything accomplished, couldn't get anybody to help him, couldn't kill a single thing. These dudes show up and just start stacking seven-foot-tall wolves. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, whatever, man. It's that's what we do. We, remember when we showed up and you were like, "We need
1: professional wolf hunters," and we were like, "Yeah, we, that's what we do."
0: I just, I know, but it's just fucking impressive. Yeah, yeah. But they keep, so they keep stacking these wolves up. They keep stacking like, these
1: wolves up, and the attacks don't stop.
0: <laughs> it's got to be frustrating. You got to like, at some point, you got to be wondering, like, okay, we've killed twenty of them. That's more than there's ever in a single pack. Like, what could this thing possibly be?
1: So King Louis is obviously not happy that they've killed. The entire population of Eurasian wolves. Yeah, they've single-handedly
0: caused them to go extinct.
1: And they haven't figured out the problem, so they get laid off. (laughs) And they get replaced by Francois Antoine. um, Sometimes wrongly identified as his son, Antoine de Bertone. But he was not. He was not. It was Francois. He was the lieutenant of the hunt. Yes. What a name, man. And he arrives in Jevedon on June twenty second, 1765. This all feels so much like a Van Helsing story. Oh, it does. You know,
0: hunting werewolves in rural France. It's beautiful.
1: So he hunts for a couple months. the The lieutenant of the hunt. Hunts for a couple months, and on September 20th or 21st, it's not fully known, it's known it was one of those days. Yeah, I mean, again, we're talking about a time where they
0: weren't even sure how many people it killed.
1: Uh, Francois killed a large gray wolf measuring 80 centimeters, that's 31 inches for our metric users. That's, there. A, tall, that's a tall boy. Or imperial users, I guess I should say. Yeah. Um, 1.7 meters long, that's five foot seven. And coming in at 60 kilos, also a known as 130 king. pounds. 5'7", that's, tall, that's taller than Joe Rogan. Yeah, that's significantly <laughs> taller than Joe Rogan. That's, but shorter than Jojo Siwa. <laughs> but
0: taller than uh, both of those dickheads from Tiny Meat Gang that, that got kicked us kicked, kicked us off, off the, the
1: ship. UFO. Yeah. Uh, the wolf, which was named Le Loup de Chase, uh the chased wolf, Yes. Uh, was known to be quite a large
0: wolf. The, you, you've you mispronounced it you said chase it's actually chase like a chase
1: lounge that's what the wolves are known for but uh once french killed it he officially announced we declare by the present report signed from our hand we never saw a big wolf that could compare to this one hence we believe this could be the fearsome beast that caused so much damage um the animal was then further inspected by people who survived beast attacks and they were like yeah no that's it like I stabbed it with a knife, and that's that stab wound right there. You got it, man. Um, his son was also hailed as a hero uh, they sent they stuffed it and sent it to Versailles when it got well we'll get to what happens when it got to Versailles, but his son stayed and hunted down the female partner of the beast and some of its pups. its pups being larger than the mother and these wolves had a double set of dew claws. Dew claws are the little thumb-like claws on dogs. So this had two extra ones. So it had seven fingers to... Or either six or seven fingers yeah. Um And they're like, oh, well, that makes sense because, I don't know, it was clawing everything. Those extra claws would have helped. Yeah, totally. Francois returns to Paris, shows up in Versailles with the stuffed thing. The stuffed thing is for worse for wear. <laughs> it shows up to Versailles, Soaking wet. Yuck. Rotting. It was not preserved well. And he shows it to King Louis and he's like, I have killed the beast. King Louis walks up and he goes, That's it? Mm -hmm. This
0: arc of King Louis during the Beast of Jevonon being like, I want it to be about me. Please eat this fucking asshole who works for me. And then it shows up and he's like, Three years of my fucking life. You've cost me so much money. You've cost me so much fucking. (laughs) And this is what it is. It's like a rotten, raisin-ass wolf. And that's because, no, that's not what it
1: was. And he's like, I guess. Okay, well, here's, like, 9000 bucks, and, I guess, like, a title and some awards and stuff. <laughs> I guess like, I'll like, night shift. Or, or whatever. <laughs> uh, and so they're like, we did it. We completed it. And then, like, a month later, two boys, age 6 and 12, were attacked by the Beast again. Yeah,
0: yeah. So... While it may have seemed unimpressive to King Louis, it's because that wasn't the Beast, or uh, it's assumed that it wasn't the Beast, because we're going to get into it here in a little bit about what the Beast was. Um, but <laughs> as it stands currently, it looks like it's still on the loose, and whatever the Antoines
1: managed to get, that wasn't it. Uh, so the Beast attacks the 6-year-old kid, and the 12-year-old kid grabs a stick and hits it, fights it off, and uh, apparently there are some shepherds that were like, Ah oh, shit those kids just saved it and king louis like fuck more free education <laughs> uh, <laughs> but after it runs off some other shepherds in the area said that it started attacking their cattle and showed no fear in the bulls anymore like it didn't when it was first spotted three years ago which
0: is scary for a couple of reasons one as we've pointed out if it was a wolf it going after uh, it it's surprising that it wasn't afraid the first time, I yeah. think. Yeah. I wonder what the relation of that story... But that's only if it was a wolf. If it was any other number of things we'll get into, who knows? It could have easily been frightened.
1: Finally, uh, what is marked as the end of the beast is credited to a local hunter and farmer known as Jean Chastel. Yeah. Jean Chastel was sitting at the slopes of a mountain um, During a hunt organized by a local nobleman, it was like, Hey, guys, we got to take care of this. I will sponsor you guys to have some guns. Yeah, again, as mentioned earlier, that's the only way they could have firearms to hunt it. And on June 19th of 1767, Jean Chastel sees the beast at the foot of this mountain. Tell the story the way that he tells it, because it is a story. Well, so this story has been told orally throughout years. Finally, in 1889, uh, Abbot Porchore wrote it down, which said that the pious hero Chastel shot the creature after reciting his prayers. He shot the beast with a large caliber bullet, homemade from Virgin Mary's medals, which are typically silver. Which we'll which get to are. in just a second. Although the 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 keen eared listeners are going to know why we're talking about that. Um, After it gets shot, first of all, none of that happened. He didn't say any prayers. He didn't shoot it with a silver bullet. He shot it with a regular old bullet, killed this giant wolf. So before we give him too much shit, all I will
0: say is that... For those of you that listen to our Bruiser Brody episode, it's fantastic. I really suggest that you do. It's one of the cooler stories we've told. But in it, Tony Atlas tells some stories that are inaccurate. Is that because Tony was lying? No. It's because Tony doesn't fully remember what happened because nobody fully remembers what happens during traumatic moments. And he's a storyteller. He cuts promos off the top of his head for a living. It makes a lot of sense that if he was trying to tell a story that he'd want you to be interested in, he's going to try to make it as captivating as possible. Yeah. And I feel like it's the same thing with... Chastel, uh, but we're going to get into his um, his intentions here in a little bit, and what modern historians think about him.
1: Yeah. So once he kills this wolf or the beast, as he thinks it is, the body was brought to a castle where it was stuffed by uh, Doctor Bullinger, uh, who was a surgeon, and he did a post uh, mortem report that is now known as the Marin report because yeah, Marin was the notary. Yeah. Um, upon supposedly in this report. They opened up the beast. There were still parts of its last victim in its stomach. Yeah. Um, it was a big, gristly, almost wire-haired beast with red coloring and stripes, which fits the description of every person that has lived to see it. Um, it had a... We saw the picture. They compared the skull... To a wolf skull, a wolf skull was more narrowed. This skull was much wider.
0: Yeah, also its tooth pattern. Uh, so the reason we're saying all this stuff is because when we looked it up, we were like, oh, shit. Well, if the one that got sent to Versailles wasn't it, where is the beast? Because yeah. it's been slaughtered. It doesn't exist. It do- it in the greater annals of history, it has disappeared. Now, there's a museum in France you can go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in Jevenon, right? It is, yes. Yeah. Uh, that's all about the beast, and there there's a lot that's been written about it. There's a lot that's been said about it. There are a lot of theories about what it is, and that's because the physical body doesn't currently exist. Nope. Um, and Jean Chastel, the guy who alleged to have shot it, um, was also known for being a bullshitter, and over the course of uh the 3 years that the beast of Jevedon uh was slaughtering people it he and his uh family members were insinuated to have taken part in yes. uh so there's A few theories. Well, I guess that's a perfect segue to get into some of the theories. So if we don't have it, what the fuck was the Beast of Jevenon? Was it an actual animal? Was it uh, a serial killer, as some people think? And I guess we'll start there, only because Chastel's the one who's Mm -hmm. pointed at for that. So the theory is that um, there's one of two. It's that Chastel and I believe his brother um, were murdering people. So a lot of the victims, all of them were found with their throat ripped out. A lot of them were found with scratches on them, um, and many of them uh, were found without their clothes, and a lot of them were beheaded. And because of those last two details, there are people then and now, including historians who believe that it could have been um, either attacks that were uh, made significantly worse, like that the majority of the deaths were murders, Mm -hmm. copycat murders, or that they were all serial killings, or that it was a combination. And that's because... The uh description of the dog sounds a whole lot like if you were to breed a wolf with a mastiff. A red mastiff, specifically. which they had. Mm-hmm. Um and that they bred. So well, it's as far as we could find. You know, we're not <laughs> extensive animal eugenicists, thank God, because we're not terrible people. Um, so we don't know that much about dog breeding. But I do know that, as far as I could tell, no one claims to have done that before. Yes. But I'll say this much: When I was a kid, my dad could leave a comment about this. But we used to have a wolf dog. We had a German Shepherd wolf dog named Fraser, named after Fraser Crane from Cheers fame. I don't know if you guys know who that is. <laughs> um, and he was a big 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 boy he looked like uh like a regular uh german shepherd except mm-hmm. he was bulky and he had a real white skull he looked like a wolf he looked like a timber wolf he was yeah. like a basically like a black white and brown wolf um so he was bigger and so different looking than a regular uh like german shepherd is mm-hmm. that i would imagine yeah and one of the conclusions that's been drawn is that this dog would look a lot like uh I think it was called a bus Meyer yeah, uh, German bulldog. Yeah. Otherwise known as the German bulldog, which is a now extinct dog, which uh, I'll have a picture of right now so you guys can see it. But if you look at that, imagine that being red and those stripes being black, which they would have been, uh, that's not dissimilar from what is being accounted here. And if it was feral or in any way diseased, it would make sense that it was going after people. Now, some people allege that the Chastelles bred the beast to hunt and kill people so that they could do so along with them, which mm-hmm. feels very much, we talked about uh, get Duked recently, but that really feels like get Duked. If you guys haven't seen the movie, go watch it. It's really good. Um, minor spoiler alert for what i just said but it feels that way you know it feels like um it to me that tracks a little bit now i don't think it was a wolf personally because the largest wolves they had at the time were pretty extensively slaughtered to prove that it wasn't a wolf um now does that mean it wasn't a wolf man no and that's where the silver bullet comes into play yes we were talking earlier about them melting down the silver virgin mary medals and that was because in theory, he'd, Jean Chastel would be need the serial, alleged serial killer, would need to be making a heroic silver bullet because, as we all know, that's what kills werewolves.
1: That's what kills werewolves. And that theory, uh, while it was a theory at the time, uh, was also a theory that's been pushed recently uh, in shows like Teen Wolf and different like. History channel shows. Or did
0: you tell me the other day that My Hero Academia has a reference to...
1: Yeah, uh, in the manga, not the show, not the anime, but in My Hero Academia, there's a minor character... I, I believe you have to adjust your glasses when you say that. Uh, in the manga, not the show. <laughs> um, there's the a minor character... new people. Whose quirk is uh, called Beast, because all the quirks have a name, which causes him to become much larger in size and much more animalistic. And his superhero name... Jevedon. <laughs> yeah, that's a.
0: I think that's a really fun reference. I, I want a beast of Jevedon in a fighting game. I want oh, to be definitely. To be, you know, add him to Smash. <laughs> the beat, dude. A cryptid fighting game would be so much fun. Well, stay tuned for that. We'll put a pin in it. We'll work on it. We do know how to make a game. Not
1: well, but we do know how to do it. <laughs> Some other theories. Uh, Jean Baptiste Dumont, the captain that yeah, was real bad at hunting, <laughs> uh, wrote in his own uh, journals, quote. You will undoubtedly think, like I do, that this is a monster. The father of which is a lion. What the mother is remains to be seen. Yeah, which is that's a weird idea. Does that happen a lot? Like I know about ligers,
0: obviously. Yeah. Where's fucking Tiger King when we <laughs> eat him? Get... Does a does a wolf exist? <laughs> that's a terrifying idea. A lion? <laughs>
1: <laughs> hawaiian hawaiian lion yeah, exactly Ooh, i'm a hawaiian i think it might have been a hawaiian <laughs> so,
0: um yeah one of the other theories too with african saharan animals so he thought it was a lion i think that's bullshit he yes be a lion um but uh the theory is that maybe a lion got loose from a menagerie because you know it, this is france we're talking about and like In terms of money and weird stuff coming up from Africa, that's very possible, I guess. But the other side of that is that it could have been a
1: hyena. A striped hyena, specifically. Striped hyena, also now extinct, uh, was a much larger version of a hyena, had a wider skull than wolves, um, had red bristly hair with black stripes. And red eyes. And red eyes and uh, claws that are almost hoof-like, which is one thing, but that's also attributed to they link everything that has anything to do with evil with having hooves because of the devil yeah
0: cloven hooves right like well because it's because of non-kosher you can't eat anything with cloven hooves yeah um, yeah, and there's there's also a an alleged, uh, so there's a prehistoric mammal that it could have been, it could have been related to, or it could have actually been, um, but that animal hasn't existed for centuries and it would be wild to think that it could exist in the woods. One of the things that we talked about actually is, you know, when we talk about cryptids in general, There can't be one Sasquatch. No. Because they have to breed. Yes. However, there could be just one Beast of Jevonon if it was this crossbred dog. Mm -hmm. Because then it would only be one thing. And it would make sense that it only happened once. Or if it was a,
1: a wolf hyena. Well, let's see. What genus are hyenas? Well, they're canids too. So, yeah, you could have a wolf hyena hybrid. Yeah, you could. It would just... I don't just because i think
0: you could probably this is where we need like a biologist yeah to, to explain how compatible that dna is but even then the dental records indicated that it wasn't a hyena that it was a canid but that it wasn't a hyena yeah because it didn't have enough teeth um also it's called the two big problems with hyenas i spotted hyenas which we have now will hunt um but they don't match the description and they're smaller. They're like the ones we see from uh, lion King, like the little gray Brown guys, mm-hmm. um, the big, well, I guess there are like the couple like big red ones and those are striped hyenas. The problem with that is a, um, they probably would have been extinct at that time and striped hyenas wouldn't have gone after people for no good reason. Now that being said, a hyena is a pack animal and if it was on its own in the French countryside for years, yeah, there's a possibility that might just say, fuck it, that's my prey now. Yeah. But it doesn't make a lot of sense that, you know, they're scavengers. They usually wait But, again, that being said, if you're a scavenger in the French countryside versus in the African Sahara, lions eat half of a water buffalo and leave it there. you got plenty to eat. That is not happening in the French countryside. They're not having a half a bottle of cognac and leaving it for you. You know what I mean? So it would make sense that if it was a hyena, I could see it changing its eating
1: patterns. Yes. At the very least, out of desperation. Out of desperado. Um, Another theory is, like we said... um, people. Yeah. There's yeah. a theory that it was like a person or a group of people in like a monster suit essentially. Yeah that one's yeah the Chantel thing is that he and his
0: brother probably bred a dog maybe hunted people with it and maybe killed each other and the reason that that is is because he's the one who shot it the second time allegedly with the big story and that it was in his backyard which was pretty far from where a lot of the killings had happened up until very recently also um, at one point during the these three years chantel and his brother got locked up and when they did the killings dropped up now they didn't stop but they they did drop off dramatically yeah dramatically so that makes you
1: dramatically dramatically it's when you do something
0: dramatically gymnastically
1: Or drastically, (laughs) dramatically, drastically, dramatically. Yeah, yeah, dude.
0: It's invariably, invariably, very variable. (laughs) Yeah, it's the Simone Biles doing Shakespeare as she does sick flips. Um, Yeah, so this is different. This is a guy in a Sasquatch suit. This is a guy uh, that reminds me of the bear fucker from Super Troopers. You know, Caleb, what what the fuck do you think it was, man? Because there's a lot of theories, right? Like it could have been a werewolf. Was it a guy in a ghillie suit? Was it a temporal rift, like with the K- Kentucky Meat Shower? Shout out to that podcast episode. Uh, do you think maybe... It's that-
1: whoever killed Meriwether Lewis. Yeah. Was it- Why do you think it was only three years? Um, I think it was only three years because I do think it was just some... I just think it was an animal. I think it was... I honestly... I wholeheartedly believe it was a striped hyena or something like that from a menagerie. It escaped, started killing people, and then it probably just died. Yeah, because if you know anything about animals in a zoo, they don't live long. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I I definitely am on the side. That
0: I think it was an animal as well. I, however, we can't go. We won't go into it too terribly much today because there's a lot of uh, stories, I guess, about it, but th- they're all kind of anecdotal. Um, the Chastel brothers probably had something to do with something whether they uh my theory is that the beast i think they were killing people along with the beast uh and i think when they got locked up their dog kept killing people and i think when they got out they got very close to going to jail for exactly that and they put the dog down and said, Hey, we got it. We killed it. We yeah. did it And I think the reason that we haven't seen the body of the animal anymore is because as soon as they could, they disposed of it. Because it would have been made pretty clear that they made that dog. Yeah. Before you know, like you have something stuffed like that, it's only gonna take so long. Back then, again, we're talking about the seventeen sixties here. So this is a long time ago. Yeah. So it makes sense that or seventeen forties? Seventeen sixties. Okay. Making sure I got that right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the medical evidence and stuff that's it's all terrible. So it wouldn't be that hard to make to breed an animal say it was this beast and put it up but in short order somebody's going to be able to look into that a lot further and i think it would make sense that you would then get rid of the the stuffed animal so that you didn't have to deal with it anymore but i don't know guys let us know what you think it was down in the comments do you think that it was a werewolf do you think it was a dire wolf do you think it was a a hyena don the the sort of primitive, prehistoric giant mammal? What do you think that it was? Do you think it was a 1700s furry? Yeah, that was (laughs) just on a killing spree. Do you think it was two psycho brothers who bred this monster to play the most dangerous game with the people of the French countryside, which we're calling it right now, uh, if that's what that Bloomhouse movie is about, because that's the most obvious horror direction you could take this. That or just an actual, like beast slash Yeah, yeah, if it's like a werewolf type of vibe sort of thing. Uh, I will say that if you're interested in the story, there's some fun stuff. Um, Watcher did a video, they have a little show called Puppet History that's mm-hmm. fun, um, that has some funny illustrations of the kids getting
1: taken down by the beast. You can uh, listen to the way we found out about the yeah, beast of Yeah, we didn't even talk
0: about that. Yeah, yeah, so there's a German power metal band called Power Wolf uh, and, uh, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, I heard their new single which is called The Beast of Jevenon and the song rips just uh, Definitely go check it out if you haven't. And I was like, man, this is cool as shit. Was this thing real? And I looked Uh, it up, and it was. Yeah, it turns out it was real. Because what you guys don't know is the way that the podcast typically happens is I either go, Caleb, is this real? Or Caleb, have you heard about this? And then he researches it, and we get a podcast. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed the story. It's a pretty cool one. It's fun to talk about a, a... a cryptid that's basically real. Yeah. You know, and like we said, we got a fun little cryptids video coming out uh, in the next couple of days where Caleb puts my knowledge to the test, uh, which he certainly did. Um, yeah, but thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week. We've got a fun one next week. We're talking about a suicide cult. So get ready that was for a that weird one. weird sentence. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> to close it out, yeah, it's riddle time, y'all. A couple weeks ago, the answer to the riddle uh, she's a butcher, she weighs meat. Uh, Last week, the answer to the riddle, I am tall when I'm old, short when I'm, or tall when I'm young, short when I'm old, what am I? It's a candle. It's a candle. This week is, I have cities but no houses. I have mountains but no trees. I have water but no fish. What am I? Let
0: us know in the comments, guys, and let us know what you think the best the best, the Beast of Jevonon was. And we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget to call the hotline. It's yes.
1: down in the description.
0: We have a showcase next week coming. Give us your stories if you want to make sure that it's a part of it because we've got some fun stuff coming. Call the hotline. Join us. We'll see you next week. Thanks, y'all. Everybody learns that in between, all we do is listen to disco. Such a good song.